A martini shaken. No! Positively shocking. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of Shaken Not Nerd, the weekly podcast that records weekly and releases it weekly whenever we feel like it. <laughs> I'm your host, Duty, and joining me today on today's episode is the weekly guest who's weekly here. Some call him the weakest man of the podcast, but we know that he's here weekly, and that's Tom. Ah, it's only where you were going there. Weakest man. Get fucked. <laughs> get fuckity fucked weekly. <laughs> I mean, I like to get fucked weekly. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, and the man who does like to get fucked weekly uh, is uh, a man who needs no introduction. I'm your host, Duty. <laughs> and- <laughs> of course, we also have Fuzzy Dan, fresh, fresh hot. Off of his uh, victory celebration at Abu Dhabi last year, baby, I uh, did the big win. I am no longer the weakest link. Um, go fuck yourselves. Uh, no, I, it's it's great. I'm exhausted. We did a full length race, uh, and yeah, I was physically sore the next morning. <laughs> How long's a full length? Yeah, for? Uh, fifty-four laps, five laps, and it was fifty-five. Yeah, years. it took us nearly two hours. So yeah, exhausting. We, we did also start at 20 to 9, and the race didn't start until about 9.30? Yeah, it was late. It was late. It was a, Something like that? Yeah. yeah. But yes, I'm, uh, I'm very excited to be here talking about things other than video games for a change. Um, yes, getting back into the nerdy side of the nerdishness. Yes, it's, uh, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded. Uh, there is, of course, two very large films to talk about. One of them has been a a big movie sitting in the waiting, and one of them has been a big movie that no one has really asked for. Um, but we'll tell you what those are very shortly, um, probably now. Uh, well, we, uh, we're talking about this week, Fuzzy and uh, Tom, got thanks to Warner Brothers Australia, were invited to Matrix Evolutions. No, Resurrections. Uh, evol- <laughs> resurrections. <laughs> close, you got, got it very yep. close. Remember how all the sequels start having R? <laughs> <laughs> Reloaded revelations, resurrections. Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, what's next? Uh, <laughs> can, can I just quickly ask? Just the Matrix that Rodeo is the that, next that, one. That, that whiskey you got in your hands. What number is that one? Uh, uh, so, how was the movie? People? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes, of course. Thanks to Warner Brothers Australia, you two got to go to uh, the new Matrix film. Um, it. I, I've I've read friends who went to the to the same screening that you guys are at, um, and uh, they've sent me their their thoughts on the film. But I've heard others' thoughts, but I've not heard your thoughts. Besides that of which that was I had to send to Universal <laughs> and Warner Brothers. <laughs> but um, guys, what what is the film about? Look, uh, I mean, okay, as a brief synopsis of this film, it has been what is this twenty two years? I think it was since the last one came out, nineteen ninety nine. So it's been been a hot minute since uh, since we saw the Matrix, and uh, yeah, the Matrix Resurrections it takes us back to the world of the Matrix, where hang on a minute, you thought everybody was dead? No, they weren't. No one's dead. No one ever dies. Apparently, in the Matrix, they just no one stick back. around. Um, so yeah, I think 
I think for both of these movies that we're going to have to talk about today, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So just if you're interested in watching them and you don't want to be spoiled, probably bug out mm-hmm. right about now because it'll get spoiled. Yeah, um, I'm going to say, considering it, re- it goes back to The Matrix, and if you've watched the first three, that makes no sense. There's honestly no way of describing the plot without spoiling something. I have so many questions. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure you do. Um, so, yes, yeah, so basically they have been uh, essentially... Um, they've been replugged into the Matrix, um, and we have a, a really cool concept at this point where um, Keanu Reeves's character um, is uh, back in the in the Matrix as Thomas Anderson. He's a game designer, and they basically create this this world around him where the Matrix trilogy of movies existed, but they were his games that he made. And so it was what? Yeah. So yeah. Don't get. We'll get into it. What? So what? Basically, and they they're going through all of this, and in this really sort of meta, we're talking about ourselves, but really, uh, we're talking about ourselves. Uh, they start talking about the next Matrix game, so they're talking about Matrix Four uh, yep. as a game that's in development, although and, they and, want and, developed. And dirty guess who produces the game? Warner Brothers. Not Patrick Harris. Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned that. They mentioned that at least once. Is a well, Warner Brothers wanted a Matrix Four, so I guess we got to do that. And like, literally, just nod, wink at the the camera. It was very, and everyone in the audience, I think, groaned, but they wanted them to laugh. Um. <laughs> I was just happy with my two popcorns. Um, so, uh, so in this movie, in this this scenario, um, uh, Thomas A. Anderson, as he is called, uh, is going to speak with a therapist or an analyst, as they called him in the film, uh, which is Neil Patrick Harris, and he basically is uh, a computer program that's that's designed to treat all his Neo's visions of the past as like you know, basically you were a crazy person. Take these blue pills to make you stay sane. And all of these things you were having were psychotic episodes and all the rest of it. So that's how they trick him into believing that he's still ex- he's still in the Matrix. Um, and then a bunch of people try and break him out because of reasons and things happen. So, yeah. Duty looks thoroughly so- confused. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm just confused. Ask questions. And angry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't get there's, there's a lot more to be angry about. So, so all of the previous events of the previous Matrix films yes. are video right, games. Right, so they did happen. They did happen, right. but they've they've told him that they were video games that he made. So that's the, the you know the the logic of the world that he was in. And they basically say you okay. you're too involved as a creative person. You get too connected to your product, and you believe it's real, but it's not. It's just a video game. Yeah. And that's so this, how they. So, yeah. so this is this is a new matrix as well. This isn't the same matrix. It's a newly created. So how is Neo alive? So well, he, he, he's dead. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll so, go for, as we said, full spoilers. So yeah, if I could just talk about. Uh, yeah, so full spoilers, he basically, uh, the analyst uh, reveals towards the end of the film that um, the the bodies of both uh, Neo and Trinity were recovered um, in the alien city and during you know all this, the, the things that happened afterwards, they basically reconstructed their bodies um, because they believed that they needed to exist within the Matrix for the Matrix to work properly. Hang on, yep. hang on. Yep. Yep. Wait. Yep. So they basically people in the Matrix work as batteries. Yes. 
but there's that's the whole yeah, fucking no, no, and they still do work as batteries. They do. They're, they're but why why put them back into the matrix when they're not needed? Like they're needed for the matrix to survive, yet they're also used as batteries. But it's I think it's because of the logic of what's you know that that universe or that simulated universe they needed for some reason Fuck Neo off. and Trinity to exist within this universe to have it working properly. I don't know why, but that's what the logic they went with. Um, there's also bots uh, in this universe as well, Dirty. So no all of the all of the people. Oh, there are agents as well, but there's also bots. So I think they were agents. Didn't yeah, no, they were, agent? but they were really underplayed. Like the whole time, they showed up at like two or three scenes, and that was it. And it's like, well, why the fuck have them if they're not that that important? Um, but yes, um, basically, um, you have bots and humans who live within the simulated universe, and they can do what's called swarm mode, which they use quite a few times, where they basically take over the bots and use them to attack people. Yeah, so they they don't operate like agents. They don't take over other people. They have nowhere near the presence because they just go all green eyed and then just, uh, as I said, swarm mode. They just, run, they just run at people. It's like zombies. Think of a zombie mode. Duty's Duty's got a headache. I've given we've given Duty a headache. <laughs> the, and I've consumed a, a, a comfortable amount of alcohol over the past twenty four hours. Yeah, and I. <laughs> I can't even ask the question because I know the answer. But it's like, this movie feels like it's written by, like, they just pulled some random director off the street and said, we need to make another Matrix film. But they got, one of the Wachowskis is doing this, That's correct, Lana Wachowski. Uh, But it's like, dude, you you know your own property. You created this. And Neo now makes video games for Warner Brothers games. And Neil Patrick Harris is a... What's going and on? One of the guys in uh, who works at the studio literally refers to Trinity, who is Tiffany, as oh, yeah. a as a milf. Um, oh, within oh. the first ten minutes of the film, it's uncomfortable. Um, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, in summary, there's some, some very like you know. Yes, there, there is a painful amount of story in this, and I think. One of the first things I said to Tom about this when we, we left the screening was, you know, the reason that The Matrix worked so well was it was a really simple concept and it blew everybody's mm. mind because it could plausibly exist. But they have put about 30 simple concepts into this movie and none of them have worked. They tried to throw a bunch of ideas and it's just like, I don't think anybody said no during the creative process. I, I, ha- I have another question. <laughs> so, all right, this... This, I'm sorry. This matrix yep. that they've that, that that they've now recreated, mm. um, and and uh, Neo and and Trinity are now in it, and it appears that they get out of it again by following the rabbit, and there is another Morpheus. Oh yeah. What happened to the original Morpheus? Did, did they okay. say? Did they talk about? So it's a, that's my main question. Oh yeah. So big spoilers for this one. Um, it is now. Was it 60 years in the future? Yes. Uh, from the time yeah, of the original, yeah, like yeah, it was 60 years. Um, so uh, basically, they made Morpheus King or whatever the fuck they want to call him. At, at some point, he is dead. Um, at, at this stage, um, at the start of this movie, um, Neo creates a little test environment with his within his game servers, um, and within that, he creates some characters who are agents, um, and they basically replay over and over again the uh, the first three Matrix movies and the script for that. And one of the agent characters. Um, develops sentient thought um, and turns himself into Morpheus. So he calls himself Morpheus. If you code in the Matrix, you code for real. 
Um, so yes. Ha, ha, hang on. So basically, the the pseudo like uh, uh, agent becomes self aware. Yeah. Which is basically the so it's, the story so it's of not Smith. It's not right? Morpheus. Yeah. Well, it's an artificial intelligence. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like that's that's. But that's what like Agent Smith and Smith was like. Smith was him becoming like self aware and a virus in the system. Yeah. And then taking over. I'm like, but that self, that same self-aware plot turns into Morpheus. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's a slightly different self-awareness plot, but yes, same kind of idea. You know, Agent but how does self- Morpheus get out of the Matrix then? Because Morpheus is a real like, person that he exists. He basically is a, like, they have a, a thing where it's like artificial intelligence can represent itself in the physical world through, like, little nanobots or whatever the fuck they are. And it's just basically little magnets that come together uh, to form the shape of a person, and that represents their physical appearance within the universe. It's it's stupid. It's stupid. So Yeah, because yeah. The, machi- the humans and the machines are no longer a thing. Mm. It's the machines versus the humans and the sentience. And the That's sentients correct. are a faction of the machines that have sided with the humans. So the idea is since the third one, the machine... <laughs> Duty's face. Duty's face. <laughs> uh, is the idea is that the, there is a, a section of the machines that did not agree... That wanted to work with the humans and they work with the humans. So there's AIs, which are, yeah, the nanites or nanobots or whatever they are. This... Yeah. This sounds like a Terminator movie, and it oh, you wouldn't be wrong. You know Terminator what? That's movie. probably a good comparison. Like, yeah, this is like uh, actually the T seven hundreds felt like they deserved an upgrade themselves, and they uh, decided with the humans. Yep. And uh, this sounds so fucking. So stupid. Zion no longer exists. Oh yeah, Zion. so they've got a what happened to Zion? They've got a new. They well, they don't actually say what happened. Yeah, they don't like, actually explain it. They just moved there, to a different was, place called they, Io now because you know they need. Is there a rave cave? Uh, no, rave no rave cave, unfortunately. No rave cave. Yeah, which well, I don't know what the point is if you're not going to have a rave cave in the apocalypse. But uh, Jada Pickett Smith showed up, uh, shows up as well. Uh, Price as Niobe. her um, uh, yeah character Niobe, which made absolutely if that's 60 no, years in the future she no, should be dead exactly right that's what i said that's what everybody else in this universe is it's dead, the future for her she could live yeah but why couldn't no. the rest of them live they're I, eating I, tasty I, wheat that's not a good oh, no, wait, diet no, they're, they're growing strawberries now so they're growing strawberries they can grow strawberries because the ai have been able to take over the nanites that's and right yeah. help them and they now can and they what they did is they they reverse engineered strawberries from the strawberry coating within the matrix and made them into real life <laughs> <laughs> I love how did they decide it's so much pain on his face <laughs> how, like thank god my mum wasn't involved with this film by the way <laughs> but like by the way just in case you're wondering Agent Smith oh yeah we've got is haven't even talked film. about that yep what new Agent yep. Smith this is a separate mate like let's bring in the virus from the old Matrix yep so the- it's like let's bring in the old porn onto the new gaming computer that'll so be the fine the analyst is also controlling the uh, Agent Smith and mm. Agent Smith is actually the owner or the co-creator of the video game company that... <laughs> that um, <laughs> Duty's face. Is it actually Hugo Weaving? No, no, no. no. It's a no, new it's guy. Not, they, it's yeah, not Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Weaving definitely t- saw the script and went, no fucking thank you. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that probably turned this down wisely, I might add. Um, um, why, why, why did Keanu Reeves and... 
probably I'm because convinced. they paid him a lot of money. A I'm lot also of convinced money. that he just wanted to pretend he was a Jedi um, because there's uh, <laughs> a, a fucking at least 15 minute segment where uh, Keanu Reeves just pretends he has force powers and apparently that's how the one operates because he just pushes his hands out and <laughs> bubbles push people away from bubbles. him. Bubbles! And, and that's all he did. And I think Fuzzy it was, hit it on the nose where it's just like, yeah, because that that's some of the only action he can do at the moment. I think there's there's one fight scene when he takes on He Smith never did that in the original for, films. For some reason, and... Smith's motivation in this whole thing is bizarre, by the way. We'll get to that next. But yeah, he has like one fight scene where he does this thing where he runs and kicks off a wall. Which you also, all the fight scenes that you see in the trailer, that is the most movement that Keanu Reeves does in the entire movie. The rest of the time, like Tom says, force push. <laughs> just, you know, but just he, block a bullet he, he and push people away. He just keeps doing it. I, and that's the thing. And just block a bullet. He just puts his hand up and blocks bullets so yeah. many times. Like. In the first film, he does it once, reloaded, he puts the first his hand he, up. Yeah, reloaded and... Uh, he oh, does he it in does the original it in, Matrix. At the end of Reloaded, when he does it in the real world and it knocks him out. Yep. Yeah. Because he fries the set. Yeah. Um, in this film, he just force pushes and stops bullets everywhere. He never had force push. Oh, no, he's he got force flight. push now. Yeah. No, he, he, he has force push. Oh, and don't... Oh. What's he gonna do? Like drop his cane and pull out a lightsaber and start doing flips against fucking Christopher Lee? Like what's next? Pretty much. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Trinity can now fly. Um, oh so, yeah, 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 because Trinity because can of, fly as well. Because I don't think it's the one anymore. It's like the two. Dude, <laughs> um. leaving. This is the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Um. Oh. This is this is literally the rise of Skywalker. They're they're a diadem. Oh yeah. Oh look, don't 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 look. There's so much else that we haven't even talked about. We haven't talked about some of the uh, other returning cast that came back, um, or Ooh. characters that came back. We haven't talked about the 50 new people that they introduced. Oh, that no of one which fucking died. Yeah, no one no dies. One. Like no one. No one, no one dies. dies. No one dies. That, like everyone. There's no stakes in this. There's show. no stakes whatsoever. And and the fucking uh, the action. You can't tell what's going on at all. And you have no idea. Sudden, like one of the things that worked in the original Matrix movies was, you know, the authenticity of the fight scenes, the choreography, the really complex movements. You saw all this cool stuff, and you're like, "Wow, that was great." In this, it's just this muddy visuals, and all of a sudden, you see someone like bending over backwards and shooting a gun behind them. It's like, well, how the fuck did they get there? Like, there's no sense of how cool that could be because you have no context for what they're doing and the, and the whole thing. It was just pretty shit. They missed the mark I, on almost everything. Yeah. And it, and it, and it I, proves I, that I, they don't actually even understand the first film. And I, as I, I think I, I already messaged you duty about it is that it does. It, it makes two and three look like good movies. It, they, they, they do. They, right? really. they, Alien Covenant it did it <laughs> uh, yeah actually those are the words you said actually I read an interview with uh, it's, I think it's Jennifer Henwick who's in this film yep. she's got the rabbit tattoo on yeah. her she had two movies offered to her that filmed at the same time okay. and it feels like she took the worst out of the two even though the other one? she was offered Matrix mm. or to return as Colleen Colleen Wing yep. in Shang-Chi. So basically playing her character from Iron Fist, who is now Iron Fist, yep. 
in Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi would have been, been in the major. Like, that would have definitely been a better film for her to come back in. She was probably one of the best things of this film. Like, she was... She's 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 a good actor. I actually quite enjoy her. In the action scenes that she did, like, the stuff that she was doing, you're like, okay, I actually believe she's doing that, as opposed to everybody else who was literally faking it. But she was... She was good. She was engaging. Um, I had to double check what her name was after the film because it was very, they very softly spoken to people. Um, and there was a lot of people saying bots this and dots this and blah, blah, blah. her name was Bugs, which it doesn't really come out clearly in the film. Oh, that's that's a Warner Brothers reference because Warner Brothers also have Bugs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, so she, yeah, very subtle. She, although that being said, she was probably own, uh, one of the only other people outside, well, the new, pe- the new people, so herself. Neil Patrick Harris and the guy who played Agent Smith. Other than those, they're the only new people that actually got any decent amount of screen time to actually yeah. show anything. Um, so, how was um, Patrick Harris? I thought he was good. I thought he was. I, I liked that introduction of that character. I think, yeah, Tom and I disagree on this. That's fine. Uh, but you know, if they'd had that one element. If they'd had just him and not Smith, I think that would have been fine. But they had him and Smith, and it was never quite yeah. clear whether or not they were working together or against each other. And it was this weird, like, like they didn't make it clear at all throughout the film what the fuck was going on. So it was really hard to follow it. So if they just have Patrick Harris, that would have been great. Um, I think he was he did a a good enough job where he was part Agent Smith, part architect from the first film. Uh, uh, mm. From the second film, sorry. Like, he was just... Yeah, he was kind of this you know, god controller of uh, all of the Matrix kind of thing. So, yeah, interesting interesting character. I thought he was fine, though. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, I, I do think he was fine. I think it was a... I feel like he did well in that role, but it's the same issue that I have with most Neil Patrick Harris roles, is that it was a role that was written for Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And he played... Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Because yeah. he, he is such a... I don't know whether it's just because he's a big personality, but you can never lose yourself in it. Like, he is he is Neil Patrick Harris in every role he plays. A bit like Johnny Depp, um, sort of. Probably with. the only one where he seems different is Barney from How I Met Your Mother. I feel like that's different than he plays in some of the other ones, but every other film, like uh, Gone Girl... Uh, this and obviously what Harold and Kumar where he actually plays Neil Patrick Harris it's, he feels like oh, he but plays he's, he's... Neil Patrick Harris yeah yeah he wasn't he was it was weird as Count Olaf but I much prefer Jim Carrey Count Olaf even as Count Olaf that was Neil Patrick Harris that's who yeah. he was playing but yeah yeah um, alright uh, another main question I have the music is generally a big thing for Matrix how was the music in this oh, they just reused the existing stuff I feel yeah, no. they did a they did a remix of uh, that Rage Against the Machine song for the uh, the closer. Yeah, and it, oh, was it done by Brass Against? Yeah, I think it might have been. It wasn't very cool. The, it was it was it was saxophones and trumpets. And oh, stuff, you right? mean Pippi Face? <laughs> yeah, the chick who pissed on everyone. Yeah, Pippi Face band. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they because uh, I, I saw a promoting stuff being like in red pill, blue pill, and I'm like, are they going to do music? <laughs> that P incident might have been part of the Matrix like fucking pre- like press tour. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it couldn't have got me. any worse. Pippi <laughs> face. So so they they did wake up for the end credits. Yeah, as a brass version. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's cool that they're getting some recognition. Don't get me wrong. I think they're fucking. They're a good and band, the, but and the only other song I remember yeah. is they did play the song from the trailer, 
Um, the one. Oh, the pills on. Yeah, and that was that was okay. It, it yeah, wasn't. It, it, it fit. It wasn't. It wasn't as yeah. iconic or groundbreaking, I think, as the original Matrix movie by any stretch. Like, and so as a, yeah, sorry. Like, I, th- I think one of the big faults that this film had is like every two seconds, it's m- making reference to the original trilogy, and you've got cutscenes and flashbacks and all the rest of it. Like, you know, Neo's looking at something, and all of a sudden he remembers a scene from you know one of the other movies, and like they're literally just posting in like clips of those movies. You're making me think about a better film, and you're doing a shittier version of it. I, I why? Hundred percent like, agree, and they say it. When they're talking about designing the Matrix 4 game, and mm. they say, What was the Matrix? The Matrix was original. It was groundbreaking. It was blah, blah, blah. And just like, if, like, honestly, if you get to number four, the likelihood of you making a better film than your first film yeah. is so low. Don't focus so much about reminding people about the first mm. film. Because yeah. if your first film is so good, you're going to get people on the back foot because they're going to be like, they're going to instantly compare it. And you're literally showing clips from it. Yeah. There's there's yeah. no denying like where the references are coming from. And there's no getting around, hey, why can't I just go watch that film? It's so much better. And the first the first three movies, like the first original trilogy, like Tom said, those other two movies look like fucking masterpieces by comparison to this. Like they look really. Do they? Good. Do they have vampires and ghosts in this movie? They uh, have. Certainly, no. Yeah, well, no, no, they technically do because they have the reintroduction uh, of one of the vampires. Oh yeah. Like, uh, what's his name again? The Merovingian. Oh, not the Merovingian. The Merovingian. No, he had vampires in his service, but he wasn't I, a vampire. I thought he was a vampire. No, no, no. He he had vampires working for him, but uh, yeah, but he's yeah. he's back. Yeah. But he's part of that idea he's part, of vampires and ghosts and stuff was so cool. He's part of the exile. Great idea. I loved that idea. Really nice. They had light yeah, touch. the ghost twins were fucking cool as fuck. But that was that was something that really worked about like those other Matrix movies. Light touch, just a new extra little detail in here. Oh, here's something that you didn't think about before. Brilliant. Works great. Here they they're reinventing an entire wheel that they don't need to reinvent. And it's like all these like you know the new sentient life that's now siding with the humans i think there's at one stage this like stingray fucking bird thing shows up and it's got like it looked like a cartoon it just looked like a, and tom actually said out loud in the theater when it was dead quiet what the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> it looks so shit it's terrible because it just had like a, like it was I've got a, I've got a glowing. message a couple of my friends who were in the screening. Did you hear someone yell out "What the hell is that?" when the stingray thing came on screen? Because that was my co-host. It was just you know how like when they do really bad CGI and it stands out and it glows a little bit. Like it was this you know very dark grungy kind of atmosphere and this like glowing object came out and it had these big cartoony eyes and it just looked stupid. And you're supposed to take it seriously. So. Uh, my my last my last question before before you guys keep going and pissing sure. me. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of movies that have come out in the last five to six years. You know, Star Wars, the Episode Seven that had a lot of member berries in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we of course have Spider Man to talk about, um, Ghostbusters, which I've seen that you haven't, and I, I'm not going to talk about that as well. But all of these movies that keep coming out, like we're having Indiana Jones coming out. You know, we're having a, a, you know, Jurassic World coming out. How does this movie work in regards to a a sequel to an older existing property 
does it just heavily rely on the member berries like a lot of episode 7, 8, and 9 was like I oh, remember the the X-Wing and the swamp yeah well now Luke's uh, he's a hero again or is it uh, is it is it doing something that's reminding you of it but it's also going like we're also making it our own thing your, 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 your statement right up front started the premise of how does this work well here's the thing it doesn't um, <laughs> it, it just doesn't work none of it works like they're trying to cash in on the rem- the member berries but it just doesn't it makes you think about better times they're trying to yeah. start something new like they clearly left this massive cliffhanger at the end it's like well it's we're definitely going on we've got some shit happening here and it's like well i'm not actually interested in the rest of this story like none of it excited me about the new product um or made me want to watch this again it just made me want to go back and watch the old stuff so maybe that's what they're trying to do. Sell more Matrix 1 oh, DVDs. You know, no, Matrix on 4K. 100%. It's actually encouraged me to watch 2 and 3 again because I want to compare how shit they were in comparison. They are much better well, because I, the stories are actually coherent and just not a jumble of bullshit. But, like, they... Like, and, and that's what I was saying before. They missed the mark on so many levels. So all many All the levels. levels. <laughs> if you had to compare this to another uh, recently released... Bad film. As I said, Alien Covenant. They Alien Covenant. What about the Predator when he wanted to catch autism? Uh, even that film wasn't as bad as Alien Covenant. Let me do the fingering. <laughs> Predator was pretty bad, dude. Oh, no, it's fucking Alien Covenant was. Uh, Look, can we both? Can we just all agree that they were both shit films, <laughs> and we don't want to watch yeah, either of both those? Very bad. Oh, I'd like, do it for a drunk shenanigans. The thing that pisses me off, though, is it's like, like Alien Covenant, this is mm. the person who created the original doing yep. it, and they clearly don't understand their own fucking property and why people yeah, like but it. Ridley Scott's senile. Yeah, Ridley, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I mean, that's the only excuse he's got. Yeah. I'm old. Um, yeah, but Lana Wachowski might not have all the faculties either. Like, I mean, they had um, two other people writing this uh, with her. Uh, so a guy called David Mitchell, um, who has done a bunch of novels. He wrote Cloud Atlas, I think, is uh, probably his biggest one that you'd know. Um, and a guy called Alexander Hemon, who was a like a just a weird writer of op-eds and all sorts of bits and pieces. So... I don't know if these two people were necessarily the right people to try and write a script mm. for a movie. They kind of missed the point. They got these really artistic types of people that, you know, novelists essentially and got them to write a screenplay or you know, script for it. It doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. Like wait, it wait, to wait. get somebody to like who's actually involved in movies like action films or sci-fi movies. Yeah. Because they understand the like how to put that those thoughts onto onto a screen, I think they just tried way way too much with this. Why didn't they just do a Morpheus prequel like and set it in the in the seventies or the eighties or something? Would have been great. Would have been awesome. Yeah, and it's like in Morpheus, is like he fucking one of the people he saves or whatever when he gets out is Cipher, and it's a fucking young Cipher as well. And you're like, ah, he's gonna fucking eat a steak in a diner, and he's 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 gonna kill people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I understand keeping the keeping the franchise alive. It's like it's what Harry Potter's doing with Fantastic Beasts and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I get that and I like that, but it's like why this? Like yeah, cool, you can have Keanu Reeves doing something who's living off fucking John Wick, which is awesome. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
no I, don't, I just I, I don't think there's yeah it just seems to have they, they seem to have gotten a lot of the wrong people involved with it like potentially just people that were in the, the Wachowski circle of friends almost it's like hey we'll do a you yeah. know do a whole thing together yes people and it's yeah no one said no no one said no to any idea because they're all on the screen and there's just too much junk and nobody knows what the fuck is going on like they had question is sorry to- yeah go on they one big like towards the end of the film they had, like a big almost heist scene like oh we're gonna go rescue Trinity and like they break Morpheus out of prison because he's being held by the agents same kind of thing um, and they have oh the character of Sati uh, who's the little Indian girl from uh, the second and third movies she comes back mm-hmm. she's grown up now and you know because apparently programs age so yeah let's mm. not get into that uh, but yes that she's explaining just going through step by step what's going on on screen and it's just I it was five minutes of her talking I couldn't follow a single thing she said it was just incomprehensible she battle. also is the bird thing oh yes that's right she was the sentient being that was controlling the bird thing so yeah yeah. Do they do they still have the oracle? No. Yes, they do. Oh, she yeah. came back. Yeah, she did. She was she back. Didn't. The the no. girl with the glasses in the ramen shop. No, that wasn't the oracle. Was that the oracle? That was the oracle. No, 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 no. That was that was uh no, that was the girl who was the fucking bird thing. Was the it? Oracle. Yeah, that was her. Oh god. Cuz that's what cuz cuz when cuz when he met her, he was like I recognize you and it was her. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, then I missed that completely. No, because the Oracle was destroyed as part of them rebuilding the Matrix because they destroyed all the rogue programs. Sure. Yet they kept Smith, a rogue virus. Actually, they didn't okay. explain... Did they explain why they kept Smith? So, they yeah, didn't, they why, didn't explain Why, why that. would you get rid of the rogue programs like the, the ghosts, the vampires... Uh, Oracle, Oracle's mate who helps uh, the bodyguard for Oracle... But keep Smith a virus. But but like, don't get me wrong. Like you know, yes, keeping Smith, whatever that that might be a question for. He was destroyed at the end of the third movie. That was the whole thing. That was the whole plot because he was literally fucking infecting everyone he in the he matrix. Infected the entire matrix, and then Neo blew him up. Like the whole thing blew up, and that was it. That was done. He was defeated and gone. But he wasn't yeah. now apparently because you know somehow he survived. <sighs> this is a Terminator film. This is a bad Terminator film, is, is what I'm gathering from this. It's like they've tried to reboot it, but only parts of it that they didn't quite like. <laughs> it's like, you know, we're selectively rebooting this film on the parts that we want to keep through. I wonder if they're actually going to do a sequel, because we've had lots of Warner Brother movies where they're like, we're doing a sequel. Hey, uh, Mark Strong's gotten a Sinestro call ring. We're having Green Lantern 2, and we never got that. Yeah. So like, I'm wondering if, if this is as bad as you're saying, as well as as bad as everyone else is saying, will they actually do a sequel? Or will they just hand the property to someone else to write? They'll give it to, to the guy who did fucking Chappie in District 9. Neil Blomkamp. Uh, look, I, I think whoever it is, it needs to be not a Wachowski at this point. I think um, they've, they've had their time and they've made an absolute schmozzle of this film. Tom, is there anything you'd like to, to add about this one? How did you how did you find your viewing experience besides yelling at the screen? Well, they let me get two popcorns, so I was. <laughs> well, and they let, they gave us beer and water and water. So thank you, Warner Brothers. We appreciate 
you allowing us to go and watch this film and giving us free shit. But the film was bad. We all right, we we got we got to get to your scores. Yeah, we got to get to them. What do we got? What are we going for? Um, look, I I was very very disappointed for this film. I, can't, I think Tom and I were both walking out of the film, just going, well. Well, well, du- duty, well, duty, fucking well. messaged us at what uh, ten, being like, "Oh, yeah, can I, yeah. you send us the fucking initial impressions to send back?" And just like, uh, you no, you, you don't want our initial impressions. Yeah, I think um, yeah, we needed some time away from it to uh, to be a bit more diplomatic. But um, now that I've had more time to sit with it, um, I feel dirty about it and. It just it, it makes me dislike all of the other products a little bit. Like you know, I feel a little bit cheated by my love for the original trilogy. That, mm. that I've I, yeah, I'm I feel bad for them. I feel bad by association with them, um, and I'm going to give this a four. And you know what? That's the exact number that I was thinking. Funnily enough, I was actually going to go. I was going to give it a six, and then. After us actually discussing it, I just went, no, this is much worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, well, it's uh, a, yeah, a four. It doesn't deserve anything higher. It might deserve lower. Um, but a four is probably where this sits. And and I, it, it has a, a mantle of responsibility, if you will. Um, where yeah. you are talking about a and for people playing at home, Halo reference. Um, uh, where you're you're taking on this franchise, and yes, if you fuck it up, and your film is worth maybe a six, but you are entering in a franchise, and you're trying to use that franchise to sell your film, to make it better, to build on it, whatever. It also comes with the negatives of you done fucked up in a franchise mm-hmm. that people love. So people should rightly shit on you. <laughs> Correct. Funny you say that, Tom. Before we get to, I would say, a film that a lot of us love uh, and, and the world loves. Um, it's a film that none of you are going to watch. And I was invited from, uh, I, was, I was speaking to my friend Lilitha, who also went and saw uh, Matrix Resurrections or uh, whatever I called it before. Um and um, she said, yes, you dodged a bullet by watching this film. And we were talking about uh, Neo dodging bullets. And it's like, yeah, but I got grazed in the leg by Resident Evil. Um, I went and saw the new Resident Evil movie and it makes the Miliovovich uh, films look passable. It's that interesting. It's, it's Judge Dredd Stallone. It's, it's hey, over hey, the hey, top. Hey, 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 hey. Don't bring Stallone into this. <laughs> It's 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 over the top. It's Judge Dredd. It's fucking Daddy Daycare. It's it's all of these like bad pseudo director DVDs like just scraped like it's Hellboy scraped into the into the cinema release for for a movie and it's I'm, I'm I want Fuzzy to watch it just to get his reactions of this film, but then also to play the video games because the video games. Uh, <laughs> I'm, holy crap! By the way, I'm going to watch it because the Resident Evil films are like a guilty pleasure series. It's because they're awful. Yeah, they're awful, but I still love them, and I can acknowledge I think, that think, they're awful. <laughs> I think, like, when you look at the the old Paul W S Anderson Resident Evil films, the first one is okay. It's fine. 
Like it's not great, no. but it's a, like it's a mid two thousands eh sort of. It's film, a solid right? six and a half, maybe. Yeah, right. On a yes. good day. That, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's the that, best that's way. That's my rule. It. Between a six and a seven is yep. if you enjoy the subject matter, then you will enjoy the film. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Right. Um, and then as you further go down the Paul W S Anderson films, they get worse and worse and worse and worse, and then they literally forget their own stories. Um, with this Resident Evil film copies scenes directly from the video games so like the movie starts off with no it doesn't immediately start off but starts off with scenes pulled straight out of the rebooted video games and they look awesome and you're sitting there going yeah i'm fucking i'm ready for zombies i'm ready for raccoon city um fuzzy not knowing much on resident evil um raccoon city is roughly ish the size of like a melbourne cbd or an actual city you know yeah a city it's in the name a city (laughs) It's called Raccoon City. Not Raccoon um, Township or Raccoonville. <laughs> funny you should say that because Raccoon City in this film is a town and it has those wide fuck country roads, like street lengths, and like they, but they have the locations pulled directly from the video games. A giant police station, giant orphanage, little tiny diner, fucking wooden houses. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. There's no real zombies in the film. Um, uh, Neil McDowell's in it and he's literally just doing it for a paycheck he's not actually acting um, it's it's not a great film yeah. it's not good um, and uh, your mate's in it as well uh, uh, fuck American actor who's in Sons of Anarchy he's in Vikings he was in the Ghost Rider film with Nicolas Cage oh, good Lord. fairly sure he was in one of those sitcoms that fucking uh, every American actor in Nah, not Ragnar. Um, oh, Who's mate? Fuzzy. You said your mate. You're talking to two people here. I'm assuming you're <laughs> yeah, talking to Fuzzy. Yeah, Fuzzy, Fuzzy does not like him. Um, 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 quickly, quickly Googling. Ron Perlman. Because it's driving me... F- <laughs> it's not Ron Perlman. Uh, Donald Lowe. Who? Oh, yeah. Donald Lowe. Uh, Donald Lowe, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. He, he plays a, a somewhat key character in the events of Resident Evil, and he's... You can tell he's winging it. Like, he's winging it on the edge of his seat. Yeah. And it's not a good film. But it is good to, like, have friends over, drink, and just laugh at the screen. Yeah. Like, it's it's doom. It is the rock and Carl Urban's doom. Um, yeah. I'm just reminded of Donald Logue when he showed up in uh, What We Do in the Shadows as himself. Um, it's pretty cool. It's very self-referential when he talks about his time in the movie Blade. Um, and he gets turned into oh, a vampire. he wasn't Blade. <laughs> I know. He talks about that because it's, it's funny. He's now a vampire, but he t- wasn't a vampire at the time of making that film, um, which is yeah hilarious. So, yeah, definitely you need to watch that show. Um, but, yes, he's not good at anything else he does. <laughs> yeah, this, this, like, the video games are so good. And this film is literally the first two Resident Evil games put into one. Mm. And I'm like, I, I kind of get that. I'm like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. But Resident Evil 1 is set, is set like four months before the events of Resident Evil 2. And it also would, it would have been really cheaper just to do the first game and just copy it. And it's just, it doesn't work. <sighs> it's, it's, it's not good. There's no Nemesis. There's no Mr. X. There's no Tyrants. It is zombies, zombie dog, liquor, and, uh, and G-Virus, Birkin. And that's it. And it's very, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. any, any scores from you then? <sighs> Two and a half. <laughs> it's literally like I'm sitting there watching it, and um, I, I, I met up with a with a couple of people afterwards. We watched after we watched it as well, and it's 
it's one of those films, just like you said with Matrix, where it's making you think of the original Matrix films because they are copying scenes from the video game shot for shot. Oh, God. But And it's making you go like, yeah, this was an awesome scene in the video game and it worked really well in the video game and it made me excited to go home and play the video game. But that's, like, there's a there's a big thing in Resident Evil 2 where, like, a truck driver gets bitten by a zombie because he runs over a zombie and he freaks out thinking he's killed someone. So he goes and checks on them. They get bitten. He drives into Raccoon City as he's transforming in a, in a big oil tanker, crashes the, the truck, and then that's it, right? And it's like, cool, that, it, it causes chaos inside the city. That scene happens in this film a little different, mm. right? And they set up this comedic scene where Leon Kennedy, character from the video games, is sitting at a front desk asleep with 1998, like, Star-Lord headphones into a tape deck. And he's listening to some 1990s pop song. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. The truck crashes in front of the police station and blows up, right? It's this big, boom, massive explosion. And he's still asleep, and he's like, eh. And the zombie's walking towards him on fire. He's not shambling. He's walking like, good day, madam. I have an appointment with this person. He walks in and he's still asleep and it's this comedic scene and Donald Leo's character fires his pistol and it wakes Leon up going, what was that? And I'm like, dude, the ground shaked with an explosion at your feet and he doesn't wake up from it. It's so stupid. That's Resident Evil. Ugh. Welcome to Raccoon City. They've re- they made the Paul W.S. Anderson films a bit watchable. God, I hope the people who give us free tickets don't listen to this episode. <laughs> I mean... But to be fair, they shouldn't be making these films in the first place. <laughs> well, it, it's, it this- was pretty fucking clear when they gave us an embargo to not talk about this because if it has an embargo, it means it's shit. <laughs> Every, you know, a lot of things have embargoes. No, like when Fuzzy and I get games, we get them for like two weeks. Yeah, no, early. video games are different. Uh, I would say yeah, movies. Okay. So, like, what were the, the last two that I saw? Oh, you saw Joker with an embargo, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, oh no, Joker didn't have an embargo. Oh, did Joker have an embargo? I think it did. Yeah, I like. I think when Joker, yeah, because Do- yeah. Dune didn't. Dune didn't have an embargo. Gen- Gentleman had an embargo for me and Ian. Oh, okay. Right. When we went and saw that. So yeah, some some films do have them. Yeah. Dune, because Dune didn't. And what was the other one that I saw? Oh, yeah. What was the other Warner Brothers one? Uh, 1917. Oh no, 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 uh, no time to die. Didn't have an embargo. Um, but um, strangely enough, like I, I don't want to talk about the film because I don't want to ruin it for you guys. But like Ghostbusters didn't have an embargo. It was like just don't spoil it. Like that was the that was the thing. Yeah. Like same same thing when you know when we saw I assume when you guys saw Spider Man, it just comes up with you know do not spoil on it. no spoilers for for Spider Man. Did you have that screen pop up? Eh. I mean, I had it, but. Well, let's I talk about uh, let's talk about that one because that's the other one we're going to talk, and we'll spoil the <clears> shit out of <throat> <That's>, it. <laughs> yeah, that that uh, goes without saying. If Matrix comes out on is a Boxing Day or the the first of January, uh, that uh, Boxing Day, I believe. Yes, Boxing Day. Um, I think it's safe to say. Well, it's not Boxing Day yet, but don't watch Matrix. Um, Ghostbusters, we will talk about because I really want to talk about Ghostbusters. Especially Especially fuzzy. Especially fuzzy. Um, By the way, as we... uh, Yes. Because I know that we're about to head into the next one. And Mm -hmm. before we forget, um, there is a sponsor. And I'm going to make Duty talk to you about it. Mainly because I need to pee. (laughs) That's fine. And Duty, Duty, take the mic. Go. Go. Um, Yes, of course, we are sponsored by 
I nearly said Doctor in- Incognito Comics. Uh, of course, you can find them online at incognitocomics.com.au. They are an online store only at the moment, and all of their orders are coming out of their warehouse, which is awesome. They're writing little notes. They're throwing in their lolly bags and stuff like that as a thank you. Uh, at the moment, I've been reading uh, a new character that I've fallen in love with um, called The Batman Who Laughs. Uh, it is a alternate negative or dark universe dimension of Batman where... Joker's gone insane, as he always does, um, but he's gone on this big warpath, and he's killed Commissioner Gordon, he's killed, and there's, there's this one scene where he's captured Batman, and he's pulling random families into Crime Alley, and he's killing parents in front of the kids, and it's triggering Batman, and it's he's, he's pissed off about it, obviously. <laughs> And Batman just like is just like that enough's enough, and he snaps his neck and he kills the Joker. But when he does that, because his heart stops, it releases a toxin inside of his brain that shoots out of him, that infects Joker, Batman, with like the Joker's like Ace Chemicals serum, mm-hmm. and he becomes a bat. He's the brains of Batman with the insanity of Joker, and that's where you get the Batman he loves. Mm. Uh, and I'm reading this really cool. Um, basically this really cool version where the Batman who laughs is in the standard DC universe. He's wanting to send Gotham into chaos. Uh, and without overly going into spoilers, Joker goes, the only way we can fight the Batman who laughs is with another Batman who laughs. And Joker kills himself to release the toxin inside of his head to trigger a second Batman who laughs in the actual standard Batman. Mm. Uh, and, uh, it's this really fucking fucked up, cool version of Batman basically fighting off a Joker toxin as, as long as he can while trying to stop the Batman who laughs and it's really fucking cool okay um yeah he's, he's, he's this is twisted demented version of, of Batman who's yeah as, as smart and cunning and brilliant as Batman is but he's insane like the Joker mm. um and in his origin story that I was reading is it tells you how he goes about killing the Justice League um and he traps um Clark Kent, John Kent, which is his son, and Lois Lane inside the watchtower of the Justice League. Okay. Turns on the red sunlight so Superman and John Kent have no powers. And then says, I made this thing, I made this version of Kryptonite, which you'll find a lot of fun. And he's, he's called it like Black Kryptonite or something. Oh, God. And it makes them into this ravenous zombies and they rip Lois Lane apart. He turns off the red lights, gives them the Black Kryptonite, and Lois Lane is ripped apart by both her son and her husband and it's fucking insane wow it's a it's a really really cool book um it's a bit like edgy but it's not edgy for edgy's sake it's just like gory okay. um but yeah it's actually really cool he's a he's a really interesting character and it's he's he's fucked with a lot of people in the in the dc universe so far and he's fairly new he's only like five years old mm. um so yeah incognito comics you can find them at incognitocomics.com.au highly recommend the book this week, my weekly recommendation, because we record weekly, um, is <laughs> The Dark Knight Metal. Uh, I can't read that. Uh, Dark Nightmares Rising. <laughs> it's too far away and it's in red. Um, it's basically the origin stories for all of the evil Batman characters. Mm. So you get evil Aquaman, Batman. You get evil Green Lantern, Batman. Evil Cyborg, Batman. Um, some of them are really cool and really depressing. Some of them are kind of eh. Um, but the, um, the evil Batman cyborg is really fucking cool as a character. Mm. Um, so yeah, there you go. I like it. Lots of interesting stories to talk about. Mm. There's an evil Batman who, uh, he's called the Grim Knight and he's basically the Punisher. Joe Chill, when he kills 
Martha and Thomas Wayne, he falls over a trash can as he's trying to run away and he drops the gun and Bruce picks it up and kills him. And then he basically from there becomes the Punisher. So he's Batman, but he's got a fuckload of guns strapped to him and he just kills everyone. Mm. It's pretty cool. Okay. Pretty cool. But Tom, we are talking about probably... When we, when we look at the MCU timeline, Tom, we've had a lot... This is the 27th film in the MCU Good Lord. timeline. We started off with Iron Man, and then, of course, we had the Avengers. Then, of course, we had introduction to great characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man and Doctor Strange and Black Panther. And then, of course, we had the Infinity War and Endgame. And then we had No Way Home. And then for a long time, nothing happened. And then, of course, we have the next Spider-Man film. Which I think is No Way Home because the pr- no wait is this No Way Home? This is No Way Home. Homecoming. Yes. Yeah, yes, no, way no Way Home. Ah, so we had Endgame, then Far From Home, and then a long time nothing happened, and now we have No Way Home. About Chang Chi. Tom, what's the story about? And no we way had home? the Eternals, and we had all the TV series, which with with. I am watching. Happen. I am watching Hawkeye. I am watching Hawkeye at the moment, I and I 100% agree with my earlier statement that every Marvel TV show sucks. Unless they're around characters that don't actually have powers. I've heard that Hawkeye. Loki is good. wasn't great. I haven't watched it yet. Loki, what? Loki? No, Loki was good. Uh, it was not. I'm finding Hawkeye to be a massive drag. Like it, it's it's going nowhere very slowly. Um, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Haley uh, Stanfield is. She's okay. I don't uh, mind her. She's fine. She's boring. Uh, I mean, it's I, it's uh, like Black Widow wasn't good. Do you know oh, part? Florence Pugh showed up in the I, last I, episode. I, I just want to point out one thing that was absolutely hilarious that people won't notice at home is that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that Doody's been talking into the mic on his headset the entire time, <laughs> but he keeps mm-hmm. adjusting his actual microphone. This so so I, I what I've what I've been doing is, and Fuzzy's not aware of this, and Fuzzy can be now be aware of it, is when we used to do our racing for Formula One. Fuzzy would hear from the headset, but the Twitch stream would hear from the microphones. So I, when I would want to talk to the channel and plan my race strategy or pretend to crash out in qualifying so Fuzzy and Mitch could race and have higher points to go into the last race of the season with a, with a bit of a Hollywood twist, I'd just flip my microphone up like this and these guys can't hear me. Can't and hear then I'd just go... Saying something. Oh, God, oh, no, I've crashed out. <laughs> oh, are you currently recording your audacity through the actual microphone? Through this microphone, yeah. So, through, Tom, through so, Tom, 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 the sausage. we, we got to keep the sausage secret. <laughs> no, no, we but can't now, tell the people how the sausage is being made. Th- that's actually fucking... That, that's amazing. Um, so, yeah, in Formula 1, I'd just get, flip my microphone up and I'd so, talk to the so chat. you saying before... That's amazing. We Two microphones so you, at the same time. So it's amazing before, to tell. But w- when he was talking to us before and he fucking walked away from his computer... Yeah. <laughs> So the, only we can hear that. Only we can hear that. No, 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 no. So, so this microphone would hear it as like a, young, a long distance yell. Yeah. So then I wasn't yelling into the microphone. Yeah. See, I'm fucking, I'm hey, fucking smart. Hey. Just like the villains in this film, fucking smart. Fuzzy, what's this film about? Oh, oh. good lord. Um, so, okay. So this film picks up exactly where the last film uh, what was it Far From Home uh, left off. Um, where J. Jonah Jameson reveals to the entire world that um, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Um, and, yeah, basically it ruins Peter's life. It ruins everybody's lives that's involved with Peter because they can't live because they just get harassed all the time. Um, which is kind of true. I, th- I think that's 
a normal reaction. Like we never saw any of that when Iron Man, um, you know, Tony Stark said, "Well, I'm Iron Man," and it's just like, "Whoa, he's so awesome!" Um, not, "Hey, you've killed a lot of people. Uh, where's the, you know, where's uh, the uh, repercussions?" Yeah, for you it? already have money. A and billion dollar dues makes a little bit of a difference. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm just saying there was you know little less reaction to Tony Stark being a bag, you know, being Iron Man than there was to this thing. Um, but uh, Tony Stark didn't apparently kill people. Oh, yeah, he did. did. Absolutely, he did. Yeah. He was a warmonger. That's exactly the point. Yeah, but he, he wasn't fighting a fake with hero. fucking missiles in the Middle East. Yeah, but he wasn't a fake hero where, like, Mysterio was a, a fake hero. He was pretending to be a hero, but he wasn't. Anyway, you know what moving I mean? on. We digest. Um, so, yeah, so they, basically uh, it comes to a point where Peter decides, the only way I can get out of this is to talk to uh, Doctor Strange um, and basically get him to cast a spell which will erase everybody's memory of me being connected to, you know, Peter Parker being connected to Spider-Man. Um, what happens in the books? And uh, basically what happens here is they, uh, Peter Parker, while Doctor Strange is casting the spell, he keeps uh, asking him to change it. Um, and, you know, oh, I need this person to remember. And he's oh, this person to remember. And he says, the last thing he says, I think, is basically everybody who knew I was Spider-Man before this happened would still remember that it happened. And then the spell mm. fucks up, essentially, and uh, opens rifts in the multiverse, whereby um, people who know Peter Parker from other instances are dragged into this universe. Um, yeah, it's... It was a long walk to get to where they needed to be, but they got to here eventually. Um, and basically all these characters, all these villains from other Spider-Man movies um, come to this universe and, yeah, they try and figure out what's going on. Um, Peter comes up with a plan to send everybody back to their own universes, but decides that he needs to cure them of all of the things that are making them evil villains. Um, and thereby giving them a chance to live once they return home. And, yeah, the rest, shall we say, is going to be a massive spoiler. <laughs> and how the fuck yes. does this work with everything we learnt in Loki about the timeline? Tom. See, Tom, you got to forget all that happened. <laughs> Because I mean, when, when you watch Loki, understand when, when something when you watch Loki, right? And then you you see the trailers for this film, you're seeing big purple cracks in the sky, and you're like, "That's that's Loki's last episode. Like yeah. that's that's what it ties into." And I wouldn't really say it's a spoiler, but it doesn't tie into. They it. jumped the fucking time shark. I mean, there are there are there fucking, are proper no, Loki, like, questions. Like I Tom have Hiddleston one. just fucking jumped on a jet ski and jumped the fucking time shark. Well, I will. And I you will were saying say, Loki was good. Please go on. Tom. No, no. Well, Loki, Loki explained it quite well. Where they they explained away the main movie, you know, with all the time travel stuff. And, they, and Loki said, "Well, hey, hang on a minute. Why why can't you know?" They did time travel, and then the, the the time variance authority said, but they were always supposed to do that. So if it's part of the grand scheme of this main trunk of the timeline, the oh, I can't remember what the fuck they called it, but like they basically said, like this is the it's it's very bad. Is the explanation of oh, Loki fuzzy? Let's just so, leave so, it at so that. You're, so the other, so from that we're saying that these other alternative alternative timelines were yeah. meant to exist. To feed it's, into the yeah. main timeline. 
But as soon as you introduce time travel into a into a series or film, you've immediately fucked it because they're like, well, actually, Captain America was supposed to go back to the fucking nineteen whenevers and see Peggy Carter and fall in love. I'm like, that wouldn't have happened if Loki didn't pick up the Tesseract. Like you, that just cancels yeah. itself out right. completely. Right. It, it, you've ruined I, it. I, I 100% you agree, it. and I know that I have fed into this tangent. But let's talk Guys, about this film. All I'm going to we'll, say is... This film. Yeah. This film. All I'm going to say is whenever you notice anything like that, um, a wizard did it. And that's it. That's the only explanation. You <laughs> I, I, no, I will say... decoration I, did it. I, I did laugh my ass off when, of course, we're, you know, Doctor Strange is in the film, Wong is in the film, but Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme because he disappeared and Wong didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, by seniority... I am the sorcerer I'm supreme. I'm work out because the cinema that I went, I went to the local cinema up the road, which yep. is a fairly small one, and it was a probably a quarter of the theatre was filled. I didn't. There was never a full cinema laugh out of this. Oh. In your sessions, were the cinema laughs? Okay. We had laughs, laughs we had clapping, clapping we had crying. No, we had a dude no, like anybody s- who fucking some... claps can go fucking. I I, I clap with this one. That includes the people audience. who clap in cinemas. Um, that don't have the directors or any of the actors in them. Who are you clapping? The fucking projectionist, the guy that cleans up your fucking. Someone who worked in this film at some point. Floor, like animals, like seriously, like what is up with you? There, there, there was someone Wrong. who like obviously like this kid wanted to watch the film, so like their dad went with them. All right, whatever. And there is, towards the end of the second act, pseudo start of the third act of the film, where it's more dialogue and less action and loud. Everyone is glued to the screen because there is comedic, great character acting going on, and you're just hearing... (laughs) On the far side of the cinema, someone's dad has fallen asleep, and he is snoring the half of the fucking cinema. It's great. Good on him. It was fucking pisser. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, someone wake that fucking dad up. Great film for a snooze. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) I... I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I have some questions. And of course, when this film released and everyone asked, have you seen it? And what 616 fucking issues did you have with this time traveling film? None. Um, but I do have some questions and some like, what the fuck moments with this film. Wow. That's I, amazing. I, I will say, from, from, so without, I don't, I don't actually know because people would have had, have, it, have to have gotten this far. Uh, through the spoilers of the Matrix, I don't know whether are we spoiling this film. Let's let's just say spoilers from now yeah. for Spider Man. Spoilers um, from now. <laughs> I will I will say just, just just as a positive, just going into positives in general. Um, the acting, I think, was uh, fantastic in this film. One of the things that I oh, do yeah. have to say in general uh, is that some Spider Men are phenomenal actors. One of them isn't as good as the others. <laughs> really? Now, who do you I think is not so good as that... the others? Yeah, like, I'm I didn't intrigued. find that at all. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire does not compare to the other two in an acting. I, I see. I had no problem with it. Yeah. No. Look, I'm with Tom. He's uh, he looks very old and very tired in this but, film. But yeah, he's, he's not, he is not as good an actor as the other two. No. I think that uh, Andrew Garfield was given some poor lines, yep. but he is a better actor. Um, he's, a, he's a more of a dramatic actor. I actually actor. think no, I Andrew Garfield well. is the best actor of the three of them, in my I opinion. would agree. Man. I would agree, but I think he's too cool for Spider-Man as well. Spider-Man's supposed to be a bit he's- of a geek. 
and Andrew Garfield is just like the absolute coolest person you know. Yeah, he's he's he, very much Ultimate Universe Spider Man. He's just yeah, I would say so. He's, uh, I, I like him. I, I like I, the energy I, he was I, giving I, off. I did film enjoy the bit between him and Tobey Maguire. It was just like, no, you're amazing. You're amazing because of yeah. The- Amazing Spider Man. Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did enjoy that. There, How their fucking so, eyelids didn't fall off from all of the subtle winks at each other, I have no I mean, idea. It was there like, are, there hey, are some fantastic. <laughs> there are some fantastic fuck. Like, uh, Tom not seeing this in a, in a fully populated large cinema. When William Defoe says, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself, my cinema fucking erupted. <laughs> like, when, you know. Toby, uh, Tom Holland's trying to figure out what's going on, and to, and and William Defoe's inside of Doctor Strange. So I was like, you know, I'm somewhat of a so, scientist myself. So we lost. Has it. he just not aged, or was he very unfortunate looking? They, they like were de-aged. Yeah, they were, they, they were de-aged. No, I don't, Same th- I don't think he was. <laughs> I no, don't he think. Was not. I don't. No, he was not. You don't reckon? Alfred Molina looked looked was de-aged. Great. He looks great for his age. Um, Alfred Molina as well looks pretty good for uh, for his age. He he was de-aged. He was one hundred percent de-aged. He's uh, but he yeah, it was pretty amazing. Oh, like I I I loved what they did with this film because you watch the trailers and of course we see Doctor Octopus and he grabs he grabs Tom Holland Spider Man while he's wearing the Iron Spider suit and the nanobots transfer onto his onto his tentacles and he's sitting there going like these motherfuckers are going to get an upgrade and they're going to fuck him up <laughs> like it's going to be one of those things and it's like. No, the nanobots have gone into your suit, so I can control your tentacles. And I'm like, that's the greatest fucking twist I just never saw coming. And I'm sorry, we know that Tom Holland's in, uh, the Tobey Maguire's in this. We know that Andrew Garfield's in this. The biggest fucking like coming a moment for me, I know exactly, was that Matt Murdock is in this film, and that someone throws a brick through the window and he just catches it, and it's like, how did you do that? He's like. I'm a really good lawyer. I'm like, I'm loving this. This is fucking great. Keep going. Now, do you think they're actually going to use that? Or was that just a... Well, do you know Do you know who the villain is for the last episode of yes, Hawkeye? I do. I do. Yes. I do. Fucking Kingpin, baby. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just so, so frustrated with this because he was in there for like two seconds. like, And there was a big scene where they're like, you know, oh, you're going to be in trouble with the law for this, this, and this. They keep saying, I want a lawyer. I want a lawyer. And then... For the next five minutes, they're just talking legal stuff, and he doesn't show up until they're home. And he's like, "You don't need to worry about it. The case is pretty." I much feel dismissed. like I feel like there's a deleted like, scene because we see in the trailer there's that like that shot where everyone thought he was in it, where you see him slam yeah. down paperwork or whatever. I'm like, that shot's not in the movie, yeah. so I feel like that's a deleted, which scene. is which is a travesty. Like he was he was it was a nice little scene to have him in, but it missed so much of that. There's so much of this movie they could have cut out. They could have cut out at least 20 to 30 minutes and they would have had a still had a really fucking good movie. They just dragged the fuck out of some of these scenes. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I pacing had absolutely no problem with this film. Like when it when it comes to the pacing, nothing all, all time, nothing. Yeah. Like I was I was eating it up. Oh, yeah. Not so much me. Well, <laughs> I think I think like somehow the- they still managed to have fucking Electro despite the fact they tried to fix him, he was still hammy as fuck. I I did enjoy like there's the there's the scene where all the villains are inside Doctor Strange's uh they're they're in his basement they're all in their containment cells <laughs> you're in a wizard and they're dungeon. all like there's nowhere to sugarcoat yeah the wizard's dungeon <laughs> yeah and it's like they're all talking about like you know when when uh, Norman Osborn comes in you know Doctor Ox was like he was a brilliant scientist and he cured cancer but he was using that to for military research and stuff 
And we see Lizard, who is done by Reese Ithens, I think it is, who was the actor who did it in the Amazing Spider-Man films. Um, and it's it's Jamie Foxx's Electro explaining, going like, yeah, he thought the next you know stage of human evolution was turning everyone into Lizard's people. And he fires back with like, didn't you have a comb over and a big gap between your teeth? And I'm just like, fucking burn! <laughs> like, this movie was just awesome for me. This is exactly what I needed after everything that Marvel has released. See, like, and I can say that like, because I watched this with Trevon is that to get it you had to have seen ah. all mm. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all of the amazing Spider-Man. You had to yeah. see, technically if you, want, if you want to count it, you had to see the Venom films um, yep. and oh, you God. had to see that's, that's a the original um, all the Spider-Man uh, all the Spider-Man oh. Um, and look, when, I, I, when all this, sorry, and yeah. this just this is just the frustration for me about this film is I don't think this film stands on its own two feet as a movie. It's part of a larger story that just all it's doing is fucking winking at other movies that you know were good or bad, and they make fun of that in this film in, the, a, in a good way, which is I, I like the fact that they can make fun of themselves. Great, right? But you know, like if I wanted to watch three Spider-Men jacking each other off, I'd go to fucking Pornhub and spend five minutes watching it and it'd be a bit more satisfying than what I got out of this. You mean it's like, on there too? No, you'd watch Into the Spider-Verse because that is multiple you Spider-Men shut your fucking off, whore that mouth. story is fucking shit. Hey. But this film does really well with developing <laughs> Tom Holland's Spider-Man character more. The end of the film is a great, like the, the last, you know, five minutes or whatever it is, is a great, point like next step I, for spider-man uh, as dirty, a character dirty, without enter the spider-verse this film doesn't exist yeah, that's fine you know with that metropolis you don't get star wars but i still prefer star wars over metropolis you know what i mean yeah uh, look i i think what what really works as far as like a into the spider-verse as opposed to this is that they explained and dealt with the multiverse thing really quickly. And this one, they dragged it really... Like, it took 40 minutes before they're introducing it as, a, as an idea. Well, and that's that's too long into your film to be, to be bringing in the main plot point. Like, it's... Uh, well, that's... that's and I, Yeah, that's that's a negative I'd, I'd have with this film is... No, sorry, go on, Tom. No, I just have to say, I want to be clear. Uh, I'm not agreeing with uh, Fuzzy's opinion. That the uh, film wasn't that great. I fucking love this film. I, I didn't was say just, it wasn't oh, that great. Yeah. I, was, I just said I it was, doesn't stand on its own. I was just defending uh, Into the Spider Verse because, duty, you're wrong. Uh, yeah, fuck that film. Fan. Anyway, <laughs> um, but like the the big like thing with this film is is it brings in characters, of course, from the previous Spider Man films that know that Peter Parker is Spider Man, and these villains die fighting Spider Man, right? Electro doesn't know no, that Peter Parker is Spider-Man in Amazing Spider-Man. Sandman doesn't. Sandman doesn't die, and I'm lizard from guy memory doesn't. does li- no. lizard doesn't die either. No, he gets turned back into a human. Yeah, so they like not everyone knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, nor does everyone die. As well as this film is like you, you, you're watching the trailers, you're anticipating it, and it's like. A lot of Spider-Man fans, I'm not even a massive Spider-Man fan, but everyone's sitting there going like, we've seen four or five villains so far, and the big thing for Spider-Man is the Sinister Six. Who's the last one going to be? We've got Vulture and we've got Scorpion in prison. You know, what? what's going to happen? And there's still only five villains, four villains technically with the end of the film. Um, 
and I'm just sitting there going like, okay, well, great opportunity to do like yeah that particular story and but they needed to if they were going to do that they needed to cut out the first forty minutes of this film you know reveal goes straight to Doctor Strange and then you know rather than have that thirty minutes of just. Yeah, you know, maybe we'll get oh, into the, the same university as each other. Yeah. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, let's get me to the it's, it's, get it's me to Spider Man swinging around off each other. That's what I wanted to see. It's it's not too bad with because like we're actually getting some pretty decent character development with MJ and Ned, especially Ned telling Doctor Strange like when I was a kid I got tingles in my fingers and stuff, and he's like, you should probably see a physician. And then we're like, we're figuring out that yeah, you can do magic. I'm like, that's kind of cool. They're doing something rather than just being comedic relief every 15 to 20 minutes on an off shot scene like it, it they didn't feel like integral characters in the previous films where this films it's like well no they're actually fucking they're doing shit in this film yeah <laughs> and i will say i fucking i lost my shit when of course we get the introduction to andrew garfield and Tobey Maguire, and we all knew they were going to be in this film but I just forgot how much I love awkward Tobey Maguire when he walks through the portal and he's like, yeah, I was just stepping through and the portal's gone and he's just standing there awkwardly. I'm like, that's, that's fucking Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Like, that's fucking funny. It was awkward, but he was really tired when he did <laughs> It's like somebody oh, wake oh, up oh. Toby and he's just like, oh, I was just walking through the... Uh, okay, done. Cut, print. Let's move on to the next... I was going to say, he's I was, looking I was, pretty was, trim. Has he kept himself in that physique or did yeah, he... I think I'm he might have got himself in into shape for this particular film. Good, good on him. Good on him. But, like, I, I was sort of expecting at some point Bruce Campbell to pop up because I'm like, fairly sure Bruce Campbell would never That would have been Spider-Man. fucking amazing. Just a little cameo. Because there was the fan theory that he was Mysterio in the Sam Raimi universe. Oh. Like, that was the fan theory. And let's, let's talk about, uh, because we already said we're going into spoilers, and this is maybe a little tiny bit, but uh, something I want to talk about the fact that breaks the entire spell about <clears> the fact that Peter, that everybody who knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man, the person who is in a universe where Spider-Man doesn't fucking exist. Why is Venom in this fucking film? <laughs> That's the question I have. That's my big fucking questions because I didn't watch the Venom movie because I knew it'd be shit, but I watched the end credit scene. He's in a hotel room or some fucking thing. The room shakes. He's in Hawaii and Tom Holland's on the TV and it's like, yep, Tom Holland, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And he goes, I'm fucking Tom Hardy. And then it ends, right? The end of this film is Tom Hardy at a bar in Hawaii trying to recap what's going on with the universe. And then Venom's like, no, we're drunk. And then leaves, right? And like he leaves like everyone else leaves like when, when Doctor Strange sets off the spell. To, to send back Dr. Octopus and everyone back. He turns into gold dust. I'm like, hang on. He didn't know who Peter Parker was before he arrived, so that's fucking broken. And secondly, um, why does a symbiote, a piece of the symbiote stay behind to be like, oh, this symbiote is now in the MCU universe when Spider-Man went to fucking space? Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. And I can't tell it's just- if Fuzzy's camera has frozen or he's really keen on this right now no no i think his camera is frozen i don't know whether have we lost yeah. him i was gonna say he's dead serious about that have we lost him fuzzy are you there no i think he's gone we lost Which, just keep going but like i i just like cool that the symbiote is now introduced in this mcu universe well it's secret wars uh, it's- they're 
the interesting secret wars. So the symbiote will, if they keep Tom Holland around, because Tom Holland has already spoken about how he's thinking of taking a break from acting, but if they keep him for Secret Wars, it means that the symbiote will find him, and then eventually it'll go to that universe's Eddie Brock, and then they'll reboot Venom within the Marvel Universe. It's going to happen. But, like, I, I don't I don't understand why you'd introduce the symbiote through Tom Hardy's Venom when you had Spider-Man go to the planet of Titan. You know what I mean? And they're not doing... Are they doing Secret Wars or Secret Invasion? I'm fairly sure they're doing Secret Invasion, aren't they? I thought it was Secret Wars... Because Secret no, Invasion no, 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 no. is the... They're doing Secret Invasion as a TV series, but I think Secret Wars will probably be their, an arc that they're doing in movies. I th- oh, yeah, I think, yeah, they are doing Secret Wars, yeah, because Secret Wars is um is the black suit Spider-Man, but... Well, that's what I mean. That, yeah, that's sec- why I'm saying that they will do Secret Wars, um, because... Uh, obviously, the the new Venom has been introduced, so they'll go Secret Wars based off of that. And now the very serious-faced, uh, fuzzy, frozen camera that we had um, has turned into a He's back. Too real fuzzy. Um, or is as that, I like to call what? him, G.I. Joe. <laughs> we're, we're talking about fuzzy how Brian, stupid please. that Venom credit scene was, oh. where Venom is in the MCU and then goes back because... He knew how, because maybe he was brought in from Doctor Strange's spell, but that doesn't make sense because he shouldn't be there in the first place because he never knew that Tom Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Correct. Um, and also, why does a piece of Venom get left behind? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because he's not Venom. Like, he's, he's Eddie Brock with the symbiote, like, inside of him. So why does why does it get why does left it, behind, it, like, a fucking yeah. outline of a fucking of a pint glass like it doesn't make sense uh, it's it was exhausting watching that scene like it was they, they are trying their absolute hardest to bring venom into this universe and i just i it's just going to be horrible when they do it's not going to be worth the, it that end that mid-credit scene with tom hardy's venom made me go Ugh. but the end credit scene i audibly just went fuck off at the very end of it and just got up i'm like nah and it's the trailer for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness where we see Doctor Strange and WandaVision hang out and then it shows evil Doctor Strange from probably the you What If series the, the, and I just went, fuck off. The thing off. that pissed me off the most there wasn't actually the... Um, it, it wasn't the trailer itself. It was more so mm. that every other Marvel film... It's been a little tease. It's been a little mm. tease. Whereas, mm. for some reason... This is a Sony film, though. No, they did this with um, a couple of the films before they did the Avengers movie. Um, a couple of those releases before Avengers had, like, you know, the full trailer for Avengers in there. Which is... It was weird. It wasn't... Uh, we had it... Um, the end credit for... Iron Man was Nick Fury at the end. The yep. end credits for... Hulk was Tony Stark going to General Ross. The end credits for Iron Man 2 was Thor's hammer with Phil Coulson. The end of Thor 2 was finding a frozen Captain America. The end of Captain America was Captain America waking up and running through Times Square. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I want. I just want a little tease, whereas yeah. this was a trailer. This was a they, trailer. Yeah, and they, they had included like a, a trailer type thing as well as like a sec, as a second trailer, not the, the first post-credit scene um, in, mm. in some of those other movies. And it was just... Here's what's going to happen, you know. Here's all the stuff, and here's Loki, and ooh, what's going to happen? Ooh, and it's, I, like, it's, it was kind of this weird mix of half teaser, half trailer, and this one was kind of the same thing. I just, I saw too but much. But also, also, like we 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 see 
Doctor Strange come up to Wanda Maximoff just being like, oh, I guess you hear about Westview. He's like, no, I'm not here about Westview. You fucking should be. She kidnapped the whole town. Mm. Like, that's not cool, dude. That's evil villain shit. Then again, I mean, it should have been Wong's responsibility as the Sorcerer Supreme. So, uh, you know, why did Wong not show up is the question that we should be asking. Because he was fighting the Abomination in a steel cage match. uh, Why is the Sorcerer Supreme fucking doing cage fighting? Like, what, what is going on? I still haven't seen yeah, this. This is going to shambles. Yeah, I really need to watch that. Apparently, it's okay, but it, uh, I, it's I'm, it's severely okay. That would probably be at this like in a seven. Um, it's 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 Paul W S Anderson's first Resident Evil film. It's a six point five. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but look, I'm very excited to see Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor's character Mordo from the original Doctor yeah, Strange coming back. back. He was cool because he had... He was awesome as shit. He had motivation. You saw him go from a good guy to a bad guy for a reason. And, you know, that whole thing at the end where he's like, you know, talking to Benjamin Bratton is like, you know, people like us shouldn't have powers and takes his power away from him, turns him into a cripple. Amazing. Like, that kind of mm. stuff. I want to see him, like, do some cool stuff in this. But... And that's... That's the thing I yeah. really like about just like these MCU movies in general, right? Like when it comes to comic books, like I just read Batman and Superman because you know it's Batman and Superman and Green Lantern. But like I knew nothing of Ant Man, knew nothing of Doctor Strange. But watching these films made me want to pick up and read a book. And seeing Doctor Strange do some really cool shit, and seeing Spider Man be like, "Yeah, Doctor Strange is fucking me up in this mirror dimension, but it's all geometry." And he f- and he figures out how to get past him with that. I'm like, "This that's kind of fucking cool." Uh, can I can I ask you another thing as well? Now he's talking about the time. He said at one stage, "Yeah, can't you just take us back in time?" He says, "I don't have the time stone anymore." Is, and and mm-hmm. we're assuming that's been destroyed now, or I thought the time uh, yeah, stone well, was, was returned. Was... Back no, to so the... the the time the time stone was. Of course, he used in the gauntlet. Yep. Uh, and then Thanos uses the gauntlet a second time to destroy all the stones. Yep. And then they have to go back in time to get the stones from previous timelines. And that's when, at the end of the film, when everything's said and done, America Captain America goes back in time with the stones and with Thor's hammer to put them back mm-hmm. as soon as they took them. Okay. All right. So they're definitely gone. But it's also like, yeah. So, but it's also like you look at the marketing and you look at like hot toys, they ruin a lot of things. But I'm just. They I'm just have the Eye of Agamotto. He on does. He's wearing the Eye of Agamotto in the in, yeah. in Spider Man. Like, why wear it if you don't have it? Exactly my point. And it's like hey, wearing hey, a diamond hey, ring hey. and the diamonds bling, falling bling. out. And I'm just reading the, the start. I'm reading the start of the uh, the synopsis for um, the storyline around multiverse. multiverse, and it says after the event of in- Avengers Endgame, Doctor Stephen Strange continues his research on the Time Stone. Um, but he doesn't have it. But yeah, he doesn't have it at all. So how is he continuing it? And it's they use the uh, quantum universe to get through that because the quantum universe is totally a thing. Yeah, because they still have the big time machine fucking thing in the fucking Avengers Mansion. I I have said this before, and every film that we get into this universe in Phase Four, I'm more convinced of my theory that this is just it. It's it's terrible. Like it. What they've done, they've come into this really with a very general idea about what they want to do, and everything is just, it's not very good. It's nowhere near what we had before. They should have really taken a big step back, a big deep breath after Endgame, and actually come up with a good idea, because I do not think this is it. I I enjoyed this film. I like, I will say, like for the, seeing Green Goblin kick the living shit out of Tom Holland Spider-Man like fucking Stone Cold stunner him through a fucking multiple floor way and Aunt May dying as well like 
I didn't see Aunt May dying. I'm like, yeah, she's getting up. She's saying she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. And then she just falls over like, you know, 15, 20 seconds later. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, and it's like, yeah, he, he did the whole goblin trick of ramming her with the glider with the knives out. Like, that's that was his whole shtick. I'm like, holy, like this, there's so much character development. And I think the best thing that this film does is the, the you know, the end spell is forget that, forget who Peter Parker is. Like, Spider-Man's still a thing, but forget who peter parker is and everyone forgets peter parker and it's like he's spider-man now he is not linked to no one knows who he is he's not linked to tony stark and having the 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 glasses from the previous film he's not linked to happy hogan aunt may is dead like i think they get taken from him um at the at the start of the film but like he has nothing like he and we see him just like you know a little sewing machine and he's made the classic Spider-Man suit, like the red and the blue, yes, but it doesn't have. Yeah, I need a thousand red boxer shorts and a thousand blue boxer shorts. I'm just gonna stitch them together. Pure but, satin. But it's like he, he, he's he is cover myself you know, in blue. <laughs> <laughs> you could drape yourself in velvet, hmm? <laughs> uh, but it's just. He is Spider-Man that, like, you know, just like, you know, from the books. And Tobey Maguire's one as well and, and all that sort of stuff where, like, he has nothing. Yeah, but see, I'm just going to just put it out there and say that it's not that Peter Parker hasn't existed. It's not that Spider-Man hasn't existed. It's that they don't know that these two things are the, th- the same thing. No, the, the last spell was forget Peter Parker. What if everyone forgot Peter Parker? Because that's okay. what the spell was. People were coming into the universe because they knew Peter Parker was okay. Spider-Man. And his thing was forget Peter Parker. Like, not Spider-Man, just Peter Parker in general. But then, like, yeah, he's get, he's moving into this apartment at the end of it and he's pulling out these books, which is like... He's a, having no social security number. He's having, he's you know, got no, no social fucking... security number. Well, he, again, he could still have that. They just forget that he's the person. So he can still have all this stuff. I mean, it's that's to be true. written down on paper. Like, somewhere someone's gotten written down, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Like, well, that's, it's written down on paper. Is, right? I mean, there's all the videos of people saying, you know, Peter Parker is Spider-Man and, you know, the newspapers yeah. and all the rest of it. Has that all magically disappeared or have people just forgotten? And I'm curious as well whether well, this, um, whether the spell only works on the planet because Nick Fury is off planet. I'm going to say it's also interesting. Um, one of the things that I saw is that um, at, at the end, um, MJ is actually still wearing the uh, black lotus um, necklace that he gave her. Yeah. Oh. So the, there's a whole theory of just like, oh, maybe it wasn't just that he was Spider-Man. It's and there's some memory still within her. But then if, if she remembered like, that part, she'd remember that Peter Parker is a person. And then, you know, yeah, there would still be oh, maybe some it's just like, you know... I, I, I thought for a split second that Ned and MJ were together when he gets into the into the coffee shop. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe those two Yeah, together. I thought they were going to do that. I I will say, though, that, like, we are starting to wrap, get along in time a little bit. The one scene for me, besides Tobey Maguire stretching his back, which I found fucking hilarious... <laughs> Um, but the one scene that got me really fucking good was, um, MJ falls and Tom Holland's going after her and he gets collected by the spider and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man grabs her and he's like emotionally just shattered. And she's like, are you all right? And I'm like, this is, this is fucking great. Uh, yeah. like, that's, I'll give that's you that. What I that wanted. was a good moment that, because that. he's, he's. He had talked about losing Gwen and all the rest of it, and it was just a nice touch to to 
at least acknowledge that he messed up and he's actually was able to save somebody. Yeah, yeah. Important and to there people. are there are talks I, I, going I, I around was, that apparently they're wanting to do a sequel with Garfield in his universe. Yeah, I was no. I was good with that. Like I that scene got me, but I did find it amusing that um, probably about a minute after that, or, well, a couple of seconds really after that, um, Siobhan turned to me and just gestured the hand over the head um, because she hasn't seen that film. So she, oh, so she right. has no. F- I thought you were going to talk about uh, the Toby Maguire fighting Sandman and how he's complaining he's getting sand in his suit again. And I'm like, fairly sure that's the next scene because no. he's fighting no, Sandman. Like Siobhan hadn't seen the Amazing Spider-Man two, so that was just a bit odd that he just sort of <laughs> went down and then started tearing up. To me, I thought it was fantastic. But anybody who hadn't, it's seen a pretty the brutal Amazing scene Spider-Man when you watch too. that scene again as well because you just hear the fucking oh, snap that scene is horrendous because oh, it yeah. slows brutal. down. Yeah. The one bit that got me, I will say, is that bit at the end where um, Garfield and Maguire are just standing there, like, you know, <laughs> and uh, Maguire's been stabbed in the back with uh, by, <laughs> by Goblin. Goblin Slider. And uh, he's just sitting there and they're holding each other and he goes, You're in a lot of pain, aren't you? He's like, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. sweating myself. Was that was, really that was also a really good scene where, like, Holland's about to fucking kill him and then Toby Maguire just grabs him and he's just staring him down, like, No words needed to be said. You didn't need, like, I felt like. It's sort of like the end of Rogue One, where if you had the two characters kiss as the fucking Death Star blows up the planet, it would have ruined the scene. But them just staring him down, I thought that was cool. For me, it was the scene from Basketball um, between Trey Parker and Matt Stone, where they're looking at each other just going, Dude! 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 That was Richard what was Friendness happening, but or whatever with two Spidermans. <laughs> yeah. They're dressed as pineapples, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. F- fighting on the, the Malaka, um, like a- Malaka like a balance board of trust. Yeah. That's it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. And Squeak's fucking giving his fucking inspirational speech. But Dr. Octopus being like a hero at the end, sort of like when he gets his chip replaced, I thought that was kind of cool. Where did, did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> But like he, he just disappears so that he's like he just took off like all yeah. the other guys and then he's like immediately on the statue and fucking just disappeared. That's interesting because yeah, he gets the the capacitor chip fucks up on the back when the and the first thing he fucking says is where's me tritium, where's me power of the sun in the palm of my uh, hand. He didn't say Fuck. the precious tritium line, but he did say power of the sun in the palm of my hand yeah. twice. And, and I he, loved yeah, he does, he does, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, he got hit with. Not only just Electro, but, like, Electro with the arc reactor strapped to his chest, fucking funneling his power. I'm like, that would have fucked that chip up, but I don't know. Maybe he made a better one. A I, I, one. I think we should get on to scores. Um, um, Tom, any any uh, last comments or last scenes you want to talk Sorry, about or anything like that? I feel like, like we blew through this film really quickly. Um, Ned asking Toby Maguire if he had a best friend and then freaking out. Uh, honestly, like, I, I, I actually really enjoyed this film, um, especially after fucking watching The Eternals. As the, the as, oh, yeah. oh. Um, you didn't like Angelina Jolie and Selma Hayek. Fucking, fucking Selma Hayek. Um, you didn't like a buff Kamal Nanjiani. That film was awful. Did we actually even review that? I don't think. Did we? You did. I I deliberately didn't did watch I it. Did I shit on it? No. Yes, you did. Enough? You did. Severely. <laughs> Enough. Enough. <though>. Enough. <laughs> Maybe you need more. <laughs> Considering I don't even remember reviewing it. <laughs> um, uh, so, look, I, I, I really enjoyed this film. And as I, I turned to Siobhan when I came out this, and I just went, well, I think the Spider-Man trilogy 
is by far the best of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, it's better than the Iron Man one. It's better than the, Th- the Thor one um, as a continuation. Captain America gives it a good run for its money there. Uh, Captain America does, yes. Yes, actually. Oh, oh I, I rethink my statements because yeah. the Captain America one's pretty fucking good. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Mm, it's, it's, mm. it's up there. It's, it's one yeah, of the best yeah, trilogies it is, it because, is, it yeah. Is, it is. Um, yeah. Uh, and I really enjoy It's the best this. of what we have left. <laughs> and having them together, and I feel like if Tom Holland decides not to do more, uh, Marvel is, uh, how you say, uh, mm, Um <laughs> I would give this film probably an eight. Yeah, I think an eight is where this probably sits for me. Fair enough. Fuzzy Dan? Um... <sighs> It's hard for me. I I wanted to really enjoy this film, and I went in there with all of the positive thoughts of um, uh, Homecoming and Far From Home. Um, I haven't watched those again in the last week, you know, just to get into the the spirit of, of everything that was going on. And then watching this one, I felt... I felt the hype was there. Like, I could feel the hype going on and see all of the member berry stuff, and it's great. Hey, this is all cool. And then, you know... But it just... I, I didn't buy it. I didn't feel necessarily like it was worth the uh, the journey it went on. I mean, this was two and a half hours. It's a long story to tell, and I don't think they told it in the most succinct way possible, um, and they left a lot of unanswered uh, questions. I just I think it's just they could have done a lot better. So I'm, I'm mm. a little bit let down by it, but I think, you know, Holland is an amazing Spider-Man uh, Zendaya no, that's is, Andrew Garfield. is a fucking amazing uh, MJ. She's been fantastic in these films. Lots of personality and brings a lot of good attitude to it. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they take this in, into the next uh, the next few movies. But this is by far the best of Phase 4. Um, and having said that, it lends so much to every other film that's come before it that it's really hard to stand alone. So I would like to see more standalone films like Shang-Chi come through and be better. Um, but yeah, this was, yeah, it's in there. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Mm-hmm. I think it was, no, look, that's unfair. 7.5. I think it was, there were some really good action scenes. And at the bit at the end where like the, the Spider-Men are talking to each other and like, Hey, we're going to team up and fight together. Um, a little bit on the nose again, but it was really where cool the web comes them, from. Like, jumping around and they're like swinging webs off each other and that was kind of cool like that part they needed a bit more of that but um yeah it was pretty awesome so 7.5 yeah um yeah look i I agree with all that as well um i'm gonna go around the 8.5 i thoroughly enjoyed this you know um spider-man one and you know the original one was one of the first films i saw that like you know when we go out as, as a family to go to the movies it was one of the first films that i picked that i wanted to watch um, and I, I really enjoyed it. The the score that Michael Giacchino does in this film sometimes was a bit of a miss. But when we're getting Doctor Octopus, we're getting uh, Green Goblin, we're getting those like emit like you know. But it's all the other. Thi- it's like the other guys did this one. It's, it's the Denny. It's, it's, it's the it's the other themes, but it's it's adding it and and, and sort of weaving it into sort of the MCU no pseudo existing soundscape. Where like you watch the twenty seventeen Justice League film, and it's Danny Elfman just going, eh, "We're doing the the John Williams Superman theme." Yeah, it's it's like we're literally just doing the old themes in this film. Where this is like it's the old themes, but it's not 
just thrown in your face. It's weaved into the existing score. It's like giving the, the guy credit for like putting the James Bond theme in a James Bond movie. It's 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 there. It's a fucking it's boom. Not it's, not it's yeah. No, not not like that. Throw, it's, it's you don't get credit it's for a, that. It's <laughs> you're in the middle of an action scene, and then of course you know we get the introduction to Green Goblin, and then they weave in that sort of theme, and they weave out of it. Like it's not just like. You know, when Batman's driving the Batmobile in fucking 2017, Justice League, they just play Ch- the 89 Justice Batman theme. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, hadn't, what I, haven't, I haven't heard Justice League before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. Um, same thing when, like, Flash is fighting Superman. They play the John Williams theme. I'm like, well, I, I like that you're adding it in here, but, like, you're also... You're, you're literally just hitting stop and play on the on the songs. You're not weaving in naturally. May I quickly um, just ask, uh, the Spider-Man t-shirt that you're wearing currently... Uh, did you change? Uh, I'm wearing it as a baggy baggy shirt because I've got a chest tattoo. No, I was going to. Uh, so not deliberate. No, but it's 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 a it's it's a great on, thing. On theme. It's on theme. Yeah, it's a baggy shirt because chest is still tight. Um, I enjoyed the fight scenes. I enjoyed the comedy. I enjoyed all the villains. It goes to show that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, even though he's been in. This film and the first Spider-Man film and, you know, what cameoed-esque in some of the sequels of the Tom Hol- uh, to- Tobey Maguire films is better than a purple alien played by Josh Brolin. Like, oh. his presence, his atmosphere, oh. he's fantastic in this film because oh. when... And we're getting... He's better than Josh Brolin. Fuck yeah. Oh. Like, we're getting... We're getting... Thanos... Anyway, I'm not saying Thanos is a bad actor, but, like, the scene where... Oh! Bad actor, bad character. I'm not saying he's a bad character, Tom but I'm saying that the, s- <laughs> the scene that we're, oh. that we're having... The scene of, of, you know, Spider-Man's, like, his spider sense is going off, but he can't figure uh, out uh, what uh, it uh, is. His Peter Tingle, please. <laughs> his Peter Tingle, yeah. It, it, it's going off, he can't figure out what it is, and he just webs, you know, uh, Willem Dafoe's hand to the wall, and his face just, like transitions from confused like what are you doing to that goblin grin i'm like that's fucking beautiful that's what you get when you get proper actors into your universe though you know and don't just hire them to do bit parts you actually get performances it it was it was fucking it was cool as shit and like i i really enjoyed the first time we see sandman because sandman thinks that he's helping toby Maguire spider-man i'm like hey it's 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 me it's glitmark because he was a friend at the end of (sighs) spider-man 3 but just so I'm sitting there like, oh, cool, awesome. And then I went, oh, hang on. I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed what they did. Didn't like Tom Hardy, and no one does. Uh, don't like that they're introducing this stupid fucking what-if version of Doctor Strange. That episode is bad, and you should feel bad for liking there's, it. Um, there's nothing to indicate it's the what-if version. It's just an evil version. It's not necessarily the what-if. It'll totally be the like what-if version of, of him. Back, so, you know, it's not him. So It'll totally also, be the what-if. In, in if it's case, not, I in will... In case you missed it before. Oh. <laughs> if it's if it's if it's not, I will totally eat my words on that. But I guarantee you it's the what-if version. Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his fucking common sense. Um, so, yeah, uh, I didn't like that, and that that's really it. I liked how they ended this film. I like that it's Spider-Man with nothing now. It is just Spider-Man. Um, his new suit just just traditional, old, old school. Like, so it, is Spider-Man that. still it's... an Avenger at the end of this? I don't know whether well, the that's, Avengers that's my thing. exist does the... anymore, do they? And does the spell only last on the planet, or is it like the the whole universe? Well, because it's across Nick the Fury's multiverse. Not on planet. You would assume it's across the multiverse because. Oh, yeah. well, but it's it's people coming to his universe. Yeah, because and it's people coming from their uh, universe yeah. to his. So you would assume that it goes everywhere, like it's it's an all encompassing spell. 
There's, there'll be some way to fucking... Uh, don't worry about it. It's 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 it's, a, it's it's in Loki Season 2 where he resets the timeline with Owen Wilson. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, I enjoyed the film. Uh, yeah, 8.5. Excellent. There we have well, it. Well, there we go. Well, look, um, if we haven't said uh, so before now, uh, it is Christmas time. Um, so, for me, I just want to wish all the listeners a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll be back in the new year to talk Ghostbusters. Um, what else have we got? Oh, There'll be heaps of stuff. So many things I want to talk to you with Ghostbusters. Uh, we'll uh, we'll do games of the year as well, I believe, for Noob, um, which which should be an interesting one. Um, we've got movie of the years to talk about as well because we've done that previously for Shaker Not Nerd. Mm. Um, I think just like video games, I think Spider Man is too recent of a release to be in contender for movie of the year. If that makes sense, you know, like everyone's like, Halo is the best game of the year at the Game Awards and for Players Choice. I'm like, dude, they came out today. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's interesting times. If you did enjoy the episode, of course you can jump on the listener community. I think you're all there, anyways. Um, of course, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. It is, it is. Tom, any, anything to, to add before we wrap? I just appreciate that, like, my webcam is so bad at distinguishing my facial features that as the sun has slowly gone down, I have just turned into a white mess. My, I just assumed your your face was the light source, so... My, yeah. my camera, like, my the image oh, got, of me what? has just become two black dots where my pupils are and hair. We have Morbius it's, next. It's, Morbius yes, is the next. Yes, I do look like right Morbius. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that's actually how I got there. I have so many questions when Morbius comes the around. Fuck does so that many come questions. Out? I don't want to watch it. January fifteenth, I think fifteenth, sixteenth, um, which has photos of Tobey Maguire Spider Man in the trailer, the incidents in San Francisco, which is Venom, and uh, uh, fucking Michael Keaton's in it as well. And there'll be some so, Blade stuff in there too. I'm sure he'll show up at some uh, point. I have no idea what's what's going on. Well, Blade appears in fucking Eternals, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Oh, yeah, his, his voiceover or something. Isn't yeah, it? that's correct. He shows up at the end of uh, Eternals in one of the post-credit sequences. Yeah. It's, it's not him, though. It's just his voice. Just the it? voice, yes. Oh, Lizzie voice. Even's a voice. It's a sexy that's voice, fine. though. Uh, but yes, we'll be back to talk about those next year. I'm very excited. Uh, until then, I've been Fuzzy right. Dan reminding you to have a lot of fun. And I think Tom reminding you to touch duty sometimes. This is Judy reminding you to touch me weekly because I said you had to at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>